everybody, welcome back from the break. And by break, I mean the two-week break we just had. I, did you miss us? Did you miss us? I missed us. Did you miss? Oh, I missed us. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to those of you who might be hopping in for the first time or maybe kind of new. This is 90s Court. Hell yeah. Welcome back. Um, who are I, you? Of course, I, of course, am your lovely co-host, Andrew Clodfilter. And I'm the other one, Lisa. And she's the other one, Lisa, no last name. Lisa M- um, Moneyhams. Me, Lisa Moneyhams. Lots of hams made of money. Oh, yes. So, guys, we are so happy to be back. It has been weird. I I, <laughs> I made a promise that I was going to be super active on Twitter, <laughs> and I was just, I absolutely wasn't. There's just, like, released our Y2 Court episode for our patrons the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, about a week ago, and then, uh, then nothing basically since then. So, um, but it was a much needed break because it's uh, we have busy lives, and and I think this was a good time, good a time as any to take a break and bring you back with what is now season two of '90s Core. This is true. Oh, thank you. It's true, and I'm I'm on yes. an antibiotic. I'm I'm fresh, so fresh, so clean, clean. She's far less diseased than she once was. I've literally been sick basically since we signed off from season one. Yeah. Bullshit. But I'm back. I'm stronger yeah. than ever. I'm actually pretty weak she's, right now, but I'm pretty strong. She's Z packing it hard. Z packing it hard. Um, yeah. What did you What did you get up to while you were while we were on a, a break? Uh, literally just like coughing for two and a oh. half weeks straight. But I also got um, a very special thing yesterday, which was a used car specifically for <laughs> going chasing tornadoes and because i'm special I, in the brain i don't know how how is it my brain went to use condom when you went used car oh. and i thought you were going to say something as a joke and then you said car wow and i'm like why would used condom be a thing that i was thinking you were going to say that's not even a thing i'm a collector uh <laughs> of of curios i celebrate so. small things <laughs> and sometimes those things are just nasty nasty, nasty things uh yeah so nasty boy no i definitely did that not that but i gotta use a 2012 little car that already has a storm chaser sticker on it because i have no chill and i oh i i know i saw you post that i didn't know that was your car but that's oh, no. that's right that me that me no that the no chill you. that was me so, that was um, but anyway, what have you been up to, Andrew? Um, so, as as some of as my friends might know, and I'm going to say this too, just in case we have any uh, people who are <laughs> XFL fans out there, um, been just like fucking diehard on my grind for my for my St. Louis Battlehawks. Okay. Um, so I have been really enjoying football being back, and have enjoying having a new team. Uh, to cheer for a new thing, a new community with that. That has been a blast, and I love the XFL. And if you haven't got a chance to watch it, take a look. It is football. It's good. Unless you don't like football, then don't watch it because that'd be weird if you just were like, "I'm not going to watch NFL. I'm going to watch this only." For sure. Well, but you, but you know, this was for anyone who doesn't know why. Well, I mean, obviously the XFL is his. It could be a thing regardless. But we talked about that mm. in the uh, Y2 Court episode yes. for Patreon because which was because it came back. Yeah, I decided to talk mm. about the OG 2001 XFL. <laughs> yeah, and also I'm going to apologize to our patrons because I was very sick when we were recording that episode, so my energy was like graveyard shift at best. But you know what? We're back i'm she healthy was, so she was struggle busing to talk like but not like it's one of those things where i could tell like she's like if i exert too much energy into this i will start coughing and it'll be a bad time for everyone <laughs> i muted myself a lot but we're we'll okay so um so this show this show actually is not about us uh it's, it's like 
What's 90s Court about? It's about Andy and Lisa talking about their days. Yeah, hell and yeah. <laughs> times, and people just came to tune in for that. Um, but no, we we, uh, we like to bring you guys some stuff from the 90s um, to discuss. Of course, we'll be having our court case. As you know, it's the name of the episode. But first, we'd like to talk about a couple of small things that uh, bring us great joy or possibly great sorrow. And we're going to start. Lisa, what do you got for oh, us Oh, shit. Week? Okay, I'm up first. Color mm-hmm. me slightly unprepared. Um, not slightly unprepared. Uh, I wanted to. It's okay. <laughs> so, it was just. It's just in the notes that you go notes. first. It's but fine. <laughs> I know. But again, I Andy goes through all this work to copy the notes, and he gives them to me, and then I copy them, and I just. It's as if they never happened. Um, it's just like so, I saw my name on there somewhere. Yeah. So I want to know what if you, what love is what what is love? Maybe it'll hurt was that in the nineties? Topical. Um, um, I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, out? what if you, as a child, could purposefully reduce the legibility of your handwriting? Okay. Real quick, it was 1992. I'm sorry. I so you did nail it. Oh on that. hell yeah, cha ching. Okay, um, so wait, so, what if what if as a child I could just make my handwriting worse? Like, make, like you're like I'm I'm working on this on a daily basis, but you know what? I'm gonna like dead leg my legibility, and your teacher's like motherfucker. All right. Up. And um, what if, as a child in the '90s, you already weren't burning through batteries at a breakneck breakneck pace to begin with? Like a brick breakneck. What if you? So what, what if someone threw a brick at your neck? <laughs> what if somebody threw a brick at your neck as a child, and you're like, "Sweet Jesus, why am I being assaulted?" Gets <laughs> the '90s. That's called let's call it spanking. <laughs> someone threw a brick <laughs> that's just at your part neck. Of your life. Um, oh my god! I know so this is getting dark. Let's bring it. Let's lighten this up. I, no, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> I no. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No. Continue. So, continue. So, um, we made a very stupid problem for ourselves, which was fun, but problem in the '90s for kids, mm-hmm. and that was, um, we were concerned that maybe handwriting was too good, and that we weren't mm-hmm. being wasteful enough already with all the batteries we were chucking in our yes. Game Boys and radios and alarm clocks and everything. So those are the only things. Those three things. Those things. You that was those only only batteries. batteries. Not your remote control. Your, your giant ass universal remote control that was as big as your <laughs> forearm. Yep. Okay. So someone invented something very special that I did own mm-hmm. called the Squiggle Wiggle Writer. Do you did you ever have one of those? Nope, but I'm looking it up right now. It was a pen that needed a battery. Yes, I remember these. And yes. for what reason? To make squiggles. Why do you, you want that? F- you don't. You don't want it. Do you need it? Absolutely not. Do you want it? You think you do until you get it, and you're like, this is pointless. And so a squiggle wiggle writer, if you don't remember, was a battery-operated pen that when you when you turned it on, when you gave it power, it would vibrate. It would gyrate your pen. Why? So if you were drawing in a straight line, it would go, oh, no, no, no. Now, now it squiggles. It's a squiggle wiggle writer. Now you've been wiggling some squiggles. Lisa, before we continue, just because we've been going real dark on everything, did when you look at this product, do you think that it could have had alternate uses? Uh, Yeah. Um, Maybe not on the maybe not on the pen side, I, but maybe on the like, other side. Like the 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 problem is is that I don't think now correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think guys were like 
hell yeah, stationary, or like, hell yeah, yeah. different pen. I mean, you had like your fountain pen, like the one we talked about earlier on the mm-hmm. show, where it had like the, the 10 different inks. Like, that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. But I don't think guys were like getting boned up about the squiggle wiggle writer. Like, I think this was a girl uh, thing. We, this is a definite thing that ladies were getting boned girls up were about, getting, if you know what I mean. It's a problem because it's a vibrating pen. And I probably had one of these in like what and it's fourth grade. Huge. It's huge. Okay, like <laughs> I did. My my point about bringing this up was not to talk about this, but obviously Andy immediately saw the issue. Much like what was it the the water snake? The the, the, the water, water snake. snake. <laughs> Which, if you don't remember, I don't remember what episode that is. It was in season one, early. I would it was say, like, yeah, season. it was super early, like episode two or three or something yeah, like that. Go yeah. back and find the water snake episode. Holy <laughs> shit, that was funny. There yeah. were some problematic in quote-unquote inventions in the 90s for kids yeah. where uh, i would say this is one of them um now i will say it featured but let's let's go back to the pen aspect real quick it had like interchangeable oh, okay. ink that you could pull out so you're like oh i've got pink because your teacher definitely wants your bullshit essay in the third grade written in pink ink Worse now because you've got it vibrating in your hands and now it looks like someone who's just gone through like electroshock therapy is in recovery from that <laughs> and is trying to write about their favorite animal. Um, if you were slightly older, I would say maybe middle school because certainly like I wasn't, someone was. Someone was middle school or high school when this pen came out. And I've never thought about that until this exact moment. And I'm very uncomfortable now <laughs> thinking about I ha- kids in the 90s like with their vibrating think, pins. I like to think it's one of those things where, like, like mom got it for child knowing that they would probably lose interest very quickly in this. Um, and was like, and then, like, oh, better throw this away, sweetie. Just kidding. And then <laughs> mom sticks it in her fucking drawer. And she's like, suckers. Mom drives an hour away to the nearest Sam's Club to get AA batteries. It only takes one, if I can recall correctly. Just needs one AA battery. And mom suddenly so. gets to keep the Squiggle Wiggle Rider, if you don't know Like, because some of these are pretty big, but then some of them are just fucking tanks. I'm like, good lord. Like, they, like, I mean, I get it. You got to put batteries in that thing. But hot damn. Like, they... They were like, like to make something that big, they're like, we have to make this work. Like we can't like this wiggle. This is too important to not make it big enough to work. And, like, you know what I mean? Like and these tiny little baby wrists that we're trying to use yeah. as pendants. Like you probably have worse problems from your squiggle wiggle writer than you do from your stupid ass iPhone in 2020 from all this like heavy ass hardware that you were using just yeah. to write an essay about your dog, Charlie, like so shitty. <laughs> so Charlie. I, there. There wasn't, like, anything I could find about this online. Literally, everything was, like, I guess they still sort of exist in some capacity. Mm. But I couldn't find anything. It doesn't matter. It's a pin that vibrates. And you know what? What a multi-use tool, I suppose. I uh, I did not do that. I didn't. Sweetheart, your teacher told me you got in trouble with your squiggle writer, <laughs> wiggle writer. And that's what, I mean, what did I tell you? If you do it one more time, I'm going to take it away. <laughs> um, this is now it's now it's mommy's. It's mommy's. Your essay stinks. <laughs> this is. Your essay stinks. Fuck. Literally <laughs> and metaphorically. Literally. Oh, no. It's so bad. So just, I don't know. I, uh, that's. Lisa. Well, I didn't, I may, you know, maybe season two is off to a rough start. But. Let me just say this. I, I want like, all of the people listening to know, 
I set the stage that the mother would not give this back to her child after, but apparently Lisa was like going for the gold. She's like, no, fuck it. No, this this all belongs Some to real child abuse. The, the sixth grade child who's got poor hygiene and a squiggle wiggle writer. So um, anyway, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. I'm going to shut up now. I'm done with the my thing. The end gonna, of the thing. I'm going to crawl back in my hole, which where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone oh. you have, save us. God save us. Help Woo! us. <laughs> God save the queen. Okay, right. so y'all know I like to talk about games sometimes. No. And, um, oh. No, it's just well, joking. Never mind. <laughs> and, and that was a lie. That was the only thing I had to say. So, um, so we, we've talked once about a board game. Um, we talked a little bit about Fireball, Fireball Island previously. Ooh. And so I thought, you know what, I think it'd be fun to go through these. Because there are a lot of ones that, like, either came out in the 90s or came out slightly before the oh. 90s, but were, like, really big in the 90s. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of games that, like, were made, like, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and stuff like that, that then, like, kind of caught their stride in the 90s. This is one, however, that was <laughs> legit made in the 90s. And here's the thing about a lot of 90s games that some of you might notice is, like... I call this a board game because, yes, there was a board involved. But much much like, you know, Mousetrap, um, other things like that, a lot of the game is mainly based on the the hijinks it can do. Like the... the, the um, mechanics, maybe? Mechanics of it. Yeah, like there's a part of the game that um, is interactive and it's kind of like uh, mechanical or electronic aspect. Kind of like, you know, Hungry Hungry Hippos, for example, is technically a board game. Um, I mean, I guess, like Ish. it's a tabletop game. Um, uh, so there's a few different games I was looking at, and this is the one that I landed on because I do love the uh, the commercial version of this song. Okay. Um, and I'm going to play that for <gasps> you briefly because yes. it is 15 seconds, and then after that we're going to talk about the game itself. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Okay. Fortunately, it was really short, so it was easy to put in there. Um, So if you guys couldn't pick up on what I was throwing down, this is Don't Wake Motherfucking Daddy. Or, as it was known outside of North America, Shh, Don't Wake Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, Papa's asleep. (laughs) Shh, shh, Papa. (laughs) Papa. Oh, no, Papa. Um, Um, So... Yeah, so this game was uh, made by Parker Brothers, as I said. Always. Later on, it was made by Milton Bradley. Always. Later on, it was made by Hasbro. So this one's just been kind of fucking punted around. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for quite a while. Um, is... Finally landing with Hasbro, who is still making the game. Um, so this game was buckwild because it's like, it was one of those things. They made a lot of games in the 90s, and they were like, I wonder if, you know, I'm starting to wonder now a lot of games that existed back then if these are like the reasons for people's anxiety problems today. Because, oh, yeah, like, absolutely, it is sheer fucking terror as you like land, like land on a space that's like you broke some fucking dishes. You better press the alarm clock six times, and you're like, God damn it, he is definitely gonna wake up. And then when it doesn't wake up, you then the next person comes up and they know they're fucked. Like if they land on anything. So basically, like, you're moving down these squares. It's a really short game, honestly. Like, it's a small board game, and I read some Amazon reviews on this game, and they're fucking hilarious <laughs> because it's, like, like a bunch of them are like, this fucking terrified my child. Like, and one of them even said, like, my daughter um, was three years old, and she literally, like, would only play if when they push the button 
for her, on her turn. She left the room. Oh. So she would leave the room and like peek and like peek around the corner waiting to see what happened. Um, and they ended up giving the game away <laughs> because of that. Wow. Um, but there were a lot of games like this that were like, this is a cool, like it looks really cool and it'll sell well. But then in the actual playing of the game, like it's not really super replayable. Like it's like there, like if if you look at an actual picture of the game itself, mm-hmm. um, which I'm gonna pull up here real quick for myself so I can mm-hmm. take a look at this. It's like wicked short. Like uh, it's just this big like kind of a wobbly circle that goes around this big bed that a dad is lying down in. So if you're not familiar with it, you can take a look. Basically, is there's um, a dad um, with a weird stocking hat on who has a mortified expression on his face um, lying down in bed, which the, the weirder thing is when he's lying in bed and he has his eyes wide open because he's awake, like it looks like he's just a corpse lying in bed until you, he wakes up and comes up and then he's just very startled. Um, like so you it. basically, you have to move your way around this board and there's certain spaces that are clear. Some of them have like an item on them. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be like a thing that you did basically like you stepped on a creaky board or something like that or you um, tripped on something or something like that and and in each corresponding thing you have to push the alarm clock button five times or three times or two times or whatever and if dad wakes up i think you have to start over i think you go back to the beginning um and i like (laughs) this one thing i had about it this uh this daily dot article that was like it was kind of saying like what exactly happened when dad, like, between the time that dad woke up and you coming to the beginning of the game? Like, either it could be, like, really, really horrible, like, some really horrifying assumptions of what happened to you when when dad woke well, yeah. up. yeah, I would assume that you're fucking panicking because dad's a raging alcoholic or, like, has sleep, <laughs> like, has sleep disorders. Especially- and, like, he just fucking fell asleep after three hours of tossing and turning, thinking about his mortgage payments and his he fucking dead-end job. And then works. you wake him up, and he's suddenly up, and you are going to get your ass beat because it's the 90s, and we throw bricks at children's necks. <laughs> so This is the second... Oh, my God. I'm glad we could bring up the neck brick thing again. I have to. Yes. I work two fucking jobs every single day to, to pay for this, and this is how you fucking repay me. You wake on me some up. Goddamn dishes. You wake me up at five fifteen by stepping on a fucking board. I'm gonna. Where's my, honey? Where's my brick? <laughs> honey, where's yeah, my brick? Exactly. So, um, oh. so yeah. So, and then, um, anyways, I was just reading this article. It's hilarious. Like, but those are just stories in the game. That tells what it works. When it doesn't work, Daddy is caught caught in a haunted broken bed that will never never let him go back to sleep. <gasps> there are technical problems with Daddy, which sounds like something straight out of a horror fiction. Sleep paralysis, um, some, Dad. So, some reviewers report Daddy didn't wake up at all, forcing kiddos to confront their own mortality. Is there, <gasps> is there anything scarier than a dead parent? This game oh is very gosh. upsetting. Uh, so yeah, this is just a great. Uh, These are just some great reviews. But it's a. Uh, I think I don't know if I own this game or not, or if I just played it somewhere else. If I did own it, it was probably just fucking thrown in the garbage very quickly because it's like this game sucks. It's not that there's like no replay value on it, but. Um, but again, there's a few different games that I looked up that are very similar to this in the sense that it was like, it was a gimmick. You're like, oh, I get it. The end. Like, there's just nothing else to it. But, um, but you know, for anyone who hasn't played it before, it's probably exciting for them, but literally anyone else. It wouldn't be. No. I I feel like, I feel like if anything, this would just bring back terrible childhood memories of like, yeah. The first time that dad wakes up, you're like, oh, yep. That's, that's how this game works. And then you just like, all right, let's go. 
go what masturbate at some point, in public what or something. What if you like build immunity to where you're like, yeah, fucking wake up. What up then, dad? What? Yeah. I'm in, I'm a grown ass boy. I'm in fifth grade. Yeah. You I, forgot have, the... I have a Tupac Shakur shirt yeah. on. You forgot I, the I secondary, the secondary rules to the game where um, you just stand by his bed with a, with a revolver waiting for yes. him to wake up. You're like, I, I fucking, I fucking dare you to wake up. Motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my so gosh. yeah, I didn't have a lot on this cause it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a really wild, dumb game. But, um, again, it was a clever, clever idea. I think it was, uh, it was introduced in 1982, just for people to know at the America's international toy fair, it was picked as the sixth best toy that year, which I mean, like I get it. Like there's a lot of toys made in the nineties. So that's like pretty decent, I guess. But like, that's just a weird thing to tout. Like we were the sixth best toy of 1992. <laughs> Not even top five, guys. Not yeah. even top five. Yeah, Number it was one six. of the was one of the best selling games of '92 uh, Christmas season, though. They because they advertised the fuck out of this, as we know. Because so. you know what happened in 1992? Nothing. Fucking nothing. I had to wait Do till you know 94. what the '90s were? Nothing. Nothing mattered until Independence Day dropped. In what was that? '96, <laughs> '97. Yeah. Literally nothing mattered. My whole life was an empty wow. void until it and Twister came yes. on the scene. Was it ninety six or ninety seven? I thought it was. I thought it was maybe like ninety six or ninety four. But anyways, I don't know. Whatever it was, life was a void until those came out. So yeah, don't wake daddy. Guess what? I don't give a shit. Sorry, dad. Daddy. You didn't happen. You didn't happen. Well, hey, um, at least this dad was around. A lot of dads <laughs> in the nineties were fucking just nowhere. At least you knew where this dad was, asleep, uh, half asleep with a sleep paralysis demon sitting on his chest. Don't wake daddy because he's sleeping with a hooker again. Don't wake daddy because if you do, he might leave. <laughs> He'll leave forever. He just gets up, walks out the fucking door. And you're like, well. I'm going to get cigarettes. I'm going to get cigarettes and never comes back. You, you said that the last time and you were gone for four years. Just don't wake him. We need a ride to school in the morning. Don't wake daddy. Please. Oh my gosh, man, this okay. is dark. I'm sorry, everyone. Season we're, two. We're on some next level shit because we I've been, are just I've been sick for three weeks, tired. man. I'm, yeah. 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 So, He's on that XFL energy. I'm on that yoga, yoga energy. Nakey Jakey. Yeah. Nakey Jakey? Nakey Jakey, this is not 90s. Well, it is sort of related to 90s, but he's a, he's a YouTube channel mm-hmm. guy. Nakey Jakey is fucking hilarious. He's oh. just this younger guy who... who talks a lot of shit about the 90s as well a lot of early 2000s late 90s stuff his stuff is funny he just put out a new video a couple days ago i watched it before we got on nice feeling good feeling good so anyways yeah. i think anyway, that's, that's my that's plug. gonna <laughs> that's gonna do it for our first half of the show um mm-hmm. did want to give a quick plug just because we usually plug this at the end but we'll just do something now um just a reminder for those of you who uh, are are not uh, members of our patreon that are interested or at least want to know what it's about um, basically, it's a way to keep our show running um, so we can keep keep bringing you great content, keep paying for things like um, the movies and TV shows that we have to pay for, um, yeah. and, you know, um, different things like that. If we ever got new equipment, which I don't know if we would, but um, it's it's just, you know, we do we do put some of our own money and everything into this. So it is cool to have some people helping support us. And we want to first off say thank you to our own patrons that are currently members. You guys are rock stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we um, as we mentioned, we did release an episode here recently. Um, of our show Y2 Court, which is a 2000 to 2005 version of this podcast um, where we cover some of those things. Um, this past episode, I think we did um, 40-Year-Old Virgin versus Bruce Almighty. Um, oh, so fun. Yeah, before that, we fun to watch done, those. Oh, it was a blast. Like, I, I was great to be reminded of how great those movies were. And before that, it was Futurama 
versus um, Aqua Teen Hunger Aqua Force. Teen. So we've had some really uh, a lot of fun, and so that's for um, some of our patrons uh, that you can hop in there. So uh, patreon.com slash 90s court if you want to check that out. So um, Plus stickers. You get some stickers, damn it. And you get some stickers. And if you yeah, at higher levels, of course, there's even more perks like being on the show or basically making an entire show on your own. Hell yeah. Stuff like and that. We'll, so. we'll, we will be your puppets. We'll be your puppets. You will... Pull the strings as we do your bidding on the show. <laughs> um, so that is it for this first half. So we're going to take a break, come back, and then we are going to bring you our court case as well as some other nonsense and well, our yeah. polls from not last week, but our last episode from episode 25, which feels like an eternity ago. Yes, I could not. Until I looked at the show notes, I was like, what the hell? What do we, do? What do we talk about? <laughs> what did we do? Um, so anyways, uh, we will catch you all back after the break. Okay. Adios. Peace. How you like that break, everybody? Welcome back. <sighs> Doesn't it feel good? Andy restarted his computer. <laughs> I took a hike. No, I didn't. Everybody, I, I, everybody is like... <laughs> I'm just waiting on hands and knees, just begging, like, please tell me what you did during your break. We always do so much exciting shit. And the, false. the we, relief yeah. to know, the relief to know that I restarted my computer. People are like, thank God. But it's restarting your computer this day and age is like, that. that's commitment. That means some shit went down because yeah. in 2020, you don't restart your computer unless like something's wicked wrong. So. Yeah, kind of like my, like my iPhone or whatever. I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be on until... Like you traded it. Like unless, like, and this is a weird thing, unless I'm going to a movie. That's about like roughly the only time I turn my phone off. Oh geez. Yeah. Man, you are hardcore. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna '90s court this shit. All right. And first and first mostly, we gotta before we get into our '90s court actual cases, we gotta talk about a previous case we did, the finale of season one, which was Sleepless in Seattle versus You've Got Mail. Yeah. Like, that was good. And here's, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Now, here's what I'll tell you that's hilarious to me is that, <clears throat> like, we had, we've had some pretty neat episodes that I think have been a lot of fun. But, um, and I guess I'll say this real quick. Um, if you're listening on CastBox and you're a new listener, welcome. We love you so much and we are so glad to have you. Um, mm-hmm. Recently got, oh, yeah. recently got, it's hilarious because we got featured right after we decided to take a break. So, like, it's just been sitting out there, like, just accruing new listeners on CastBox because we're under the indie podcast section right now um, as one of the featured podcasts. And so we've been getting a ton of listens. The hysterical thing is how many listens this past episode got just because it was the most recent episode. (laughs) It was the most recent (laughs) episode, and so a lot of people started with that one. And then we went dead air yeah. for three weeks. And then we sorry, went dead guys. air. So sorry, gang. But you know what? Sleepless in Seattle versus You've Got Mail was like, in my opinion, a much more surprising pair of. Yeah. I, I I don't know which one I thought would have been the better win. We, but we didn't um, know how close it was going to be because neither of us had seen the movies before <laughs> before yeah, that. Which was so. yeah. So the results were on Twitter, fifty three percent. Sleepless in Seattle, wow. over 47%. You've got mail. Very close. Mm-hmm. Even closer yet. Facebook, mm-hmm. 51%. Sleepless in Seattle, and it was, over 49%. It was a hard-fought battle there on Facebook. It was back and forth. Now, I it remember was. that from like three weeks ago <laughs> when that oh. was going on. Um, Which one was that that got that was a heartbreaker? Oh, uh, uh, Pete and Pete. 
yeah, that was the one that crushed my soul just a little bit, just a little bit. That that one was it hard. That was hard to hear. Yeah. Um, but you know what? So we have our winner, Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. which is very and I, interesting. I, it's funny to me because I'm like, I can't get mad about that because I don't care. Like, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it was like. Neither of us were emotionally invested. Which of these romantic <laughs> movies that I saw in 2020 <laughs> wins? <laughs> which Meg Ryan half-ass acting movie <laughs> There oh, it was. No. Poor Meg Ryan. Which is great because there's so many people that love these movies that like express their strong opinions about it and we're just like, fuck these movies. They're they're like, <laughs> I I cannot pick. I was like, I can. I can. Neither. I can. I'm <laughs> picking the one that is the one that I watched. So For sure. So there it is. Those were the poll results. So, Andy, yes. would you like to segue us into the beautiful court case? Gallivant into the glorious land of Nicktoons. This is improvisation, people. <laughs> the hell are you Behold. Doing? Sorry, that was me riding a horse, <laughs> getting off the horse, and then walking across like a field. I don't know. Yeah. And then with I was spurs beholding. On. Yes, with spurs on. <laughs> um, so, welcome everybody. This is what we like to call a heavy fucking hitter episode. This is one of those yes. episodes that like... When people mm. originally, it's always hysterical to me when people give us suggestions for episodes. They're like, "Like, why haven't you done this yet?" I'm like, "It's not that we didn't realize that these were things, right? You know, the ones that are like, oh, yeah. we fucking know Rugrats and Doug are gonna be on this show, but like, we gotta, we gotta make you work for it. You know, you gotta, you gotta stick with us for that first season to get to season two to you, get you that, want that home run to get that good money, that good That's good true. money. We yeah. now." Um, I'm sure we'll touch on this, both of us in our court case, but as you know, we've already covered one of the original three Nicktoons, mm-hmm. um, which uh, failed, failed utterly um, against Rocco's Modern Life. Weren't, weren't. Um, Rock. Okay. I still think about that one. Maybe I think not about that utterly. One that, that one hurts. It's one of those ones where like, because I've had multiple ones like that, like Pete and Pete or Power Rangers or what have you, where they lost, but it was just because like. There was just no way to face them up against something that they either weren't going to destroy or be destroyed by. There's just nothing that compares very equally. So, you know, but I think this is a good comparison here. Um, It's one of those things that like I like if you ask me most of the time, I would probably tell you like, oh, my favorite was Doug or my favorite was Ren and Stimpy of the next of the three. But like Mm -hmm. in reality. Rugrats was the goddamn bread and butter. Like it was, it was like, yeah, it was like the other ones were like, you know, like a, a spicy dessert. <laughs> a spicy dessert. Doug, Ooh, you know what? Doug's like you know a spicy like dessert. My... <laughs> Is that what you would call it? You know, it? like when you're having a dessert and you're like, mm, this hurts my mouth a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, Where do I, you go? You eat? have to understand that, like, I was trying to think of a food that you only have, like, sometimes, and spicy dessert is the words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> the words that came sure. out of my mouth. Spicy fried mm, ice cream. Spicy Ooh. ice cream. So good. So, yeah. So Spice cream. I stick with it. Spi- spicy dessert. <laughs> That's yeah. what Doug and Sven and Stampy are. This is okay. more like, like I said, it's your bread and butter. Like, sure, like, you might... Maybe you're having spaghetti for dinner. Cool. Like, wait, 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 wait. Does that make Rugrats the never-ending breadsticks? <laughs> I mean, let's just go with that. This is the, it's, it's the, the never-ending never breadsticks. breadsticks. Like, you A are Nick. never, like, you can't live off bread alone, sure. But, like, that's maybe not accurate. I know a lot of people actually did that. But, like, it, it is absolutely always going to be good all the time. It is, the it is a, like, you think about, like, 
people in your life that you knew that you're like, I don't think I would hang out with them on a regular basis, but they were just (laughs) solid dudes. You know what I mean? Like they're just solid. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to like hang out with you one-on-one. You're not my best friend or I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm saying like, I'm not going to hang out with you all the time. You're not going to be my best friend, but you are just solid. You are a rock solid person. That's always going to be with me. And that's kind of like the way I describe Futurama. Like it's the fact that like it may, maybe wasn't my favorite show of all time, but it was just, it was always on. I was always watching it, and I never was upset that I was watching it. Okay. So now that okay. I've given like four minutes of foreplay on <laughs> Rugrats, what's what we're calling it? Sure. Rugrats. Let's 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 start. Yeah, let's start taking maybe unzipping the zipper a little bit. Yikes! Um, As we talk about a show about babies, been, let's make comparisons. Listen, to this is if you don't see ah, the explicit tag, I'm sorry. Gosh. If you didn't, if you've made it this far after our horrific sexual references in the first half we are earning our, our explicit tag for the first Oof. time in a while today so yeah yep um, yeah. Oh, uh, over an episode about rugrats, rugrats. mind you and oh doug. my gosh and you'll have to tell them the song that i sang for you earlier from doug i <laughs> so, won't okay you can okay so <laughs> uh, rugrats for those of you who've never seen the show this is a cartoon as i mentioned it's one of the three nicktoons that came out in 1991 uh, it was, okay. They were all three of them released in um, August, August 11th of 1991. Boom, boom, boom. This one. Oh, wait, came, they, they all, I'm sorry to interrupt. All three shows came on at this. All three shows the came out day? on the same day. Yes. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Monumental. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So they came out and it was, like, it was just huge. It was like, I mean, it launched their entire Nicktoon series, which as anyone who lived in the nineties knows were just phenomenal. This is mm-hmm. a show, um, it started out basically. Um, there's the premise is there's these babies. Um, there's Tommy Pickles, who is I would say the main character for the most part. Um, apparently, his full name is Thomas Malcolm Pickles. Malcolm? Yeah, Thomas. Holy shit! Malcolm P- Pickles, which I can only assume was unveiled like in one episode ever, and then they're like, "Yep, that's it. Drop that's it. Canon. Um, Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. His." Uh, his very close friend Chucky Finster, or Charles Crandall Norbert Finster Jr. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. But also, weren't they cousins? Weren't they all cousins? They were not all cousins. No. What the fuck? The only cousin of Tommy was Angelica, which we'll get to her in a little bit. I hate this. Now. Chucky is the very nervous, shy um, kid who he's two. The rest of them are one, one and a half ish, and he's two. So he's the older. He's a little bit bigger, but he's big red hair, big glasses, and he's very nervous. Phil and Lil Deville um, <laughs> are the twins um, that are. They're just fucking wild, wild children. They're just wild as fuck. Um, they they love, were tiny terrorists, is what they were. They really were. They were tiny terrorists. Um, and they, yeah. they love dirt, they love eating bur- uh, bugs, they love earthworms, things like that. Um, they like talking about poop. Um, and the fact is, all of the children wear the exact same clothes all the time. Except Tommy, who randomly, in the first episode, and maybe I think one other episode, randomly wore a different shirt. And it was wild, and nobody knew why. And then after that, they were like, no, we'll just stick with the blue shirt forever now. Well, um, wasn't the first ep- was the first episode was his first birthday? Yeah, it was if, his I, if I recall correctly. Good memory. So they probably, yeah. yeah. So they would have changed. Well, I, I tried watching it once with the kids. And I was like, never again. Yeah. Um, but I I watched it and I was like, maybe that's why because it was a special. Yeah, day. and and that's the thing is like he was wearing this red shirt and apparently because I was thinking, oh, that must have been the the pilot or something like that, but it actually wasn't. So the pilot was actually an unreleased episode, 
which evidently was made based on um, his obsession with like toilets or whatever. And so, um, yeah, apparently it was an unreleased episode that never came out, to my knowledge. Um, so, and by the way, I completely forgot. I had something prepared for you all. One moment. The snoring. Okay. I can't keep it going any longer because we'll like fucking Rugrats we'll, LLC will call us and be like, we're taking we'll you get off arrested. here. Yes, they'll come to our door and arrest us. They're like, we don't we, want your money. We just want you in prison. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do to make amends here. Like, can I like air, like, can I like fix it? Do you guys like if I gave you like money? They're like, no. Nope. Um, so, anyway, so that was the, the, the pre, that's the opening music to the show in which. Basically, they show all the kids playing and being wild and everything like that. And that's kind of like, at least early on, they're like, man, aren't kids crazy? Like, Kids do be like yeah, that. Yeah, kids be like that, though, don't they? Um, mm-hmm. And um, let's see. So I was going through the characters. Phil and Lil, Chucky, Tommy. Those, for the most part, or at least for the beginning of the show, are kind of like the four friends that are really close. Angelica motherfucking Pickles. Um, so... Angelica was the cousin of Tommy, as we mentioned before, and she was fucking Satan. Um, she basically, um, I mean, here's the thing. She's a spoiled brat. Her parents are rich as fuck. Um, and so basically it's that her dad, Drew um, Pickles, is the brother of Stu Pickles, who is the father of Tommy. And so, mm-hmm. like, she basically exists for the most part like, occasionally she'll play along with their games. Like, and they, she plays with them and everything like that. But she is just, like, generally speaking, the worst. Um, oh, yeah. Is super spoiled and always wants to take, like, their toys and, like, you know, wants everything that they have. Um, so I do recall um, watching a thing that actually said that she was, um, that she basically, like, they wanted, like, the Klasky uh, Chupo, who are the people who made the show, two of the main makers of the show, um, they actually had said that they wanted, they're like, we think Angelica is too mean. You need to make her nicer. Um, and the writers were like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they're like, oh, no, yeah. like this is our show. We're going to, we're going to make it how, how we think is going to be good. And I'm glad that they did because it actually made the show so much better. And apparently a lot of people think that because Angelica was actually um, made it to the top 50 list of cartoon characters like ever. Um, which if you think about how many cartoon characters there have been in the world ever, that is buck wild to think that a character from Rugrats made it onto that list. Like when you're thinking about like, you know, fairy tales movies and stuff like that, like uh, like Disney movies, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse, Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson, you know, shit like that. It's crazy. So, um, so good for you, Angelica. Congrats for making it on the list. You bitch. Um, you, you were just you were just mean enough. Good job. Um, so I'm going to cover all the stuff from the original, like season one first, and then I'll touch on some other characters that came on later. Spike. Right. Spike was the dog. Um, he was, uh, is, weirdly enough, he is a very important character because, like, it's kind of seen through the eyes of the kids and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and like, a dog is, like, a pretty big deal, especially to kids. Like, you think about your childhood dog and everything like that and, like, how important that dog was to you and stuff. And uh, it has a lot of character in it despite the fact that it's just a dog and can't speak. Except... In a movie that came out way, way later called The Rugrats Go Wild, um, where Bruce Willis actually did the voice for Spike, which is phenomenal. The most famous actor 
ever on Rugrats um, did the voice of the dog. There it is. Yeah. At least it wasn't Morgan Freeman, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That <laughs> would have been pretty good. good. Um, yeah. So, Stew Pickle. So, we're going to get into some of the adult characters. Because here's the thing. I watched it again. And the crazy thing to me was realizing, like, how much now I'm, like, related to the adult characters and thought, like, not, like, just, like, oh, they're parents. But, like, I think it's it's a cool portrayal of the fact that, like, the parents have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, they're just doing their, their best, you know. And I think that's a pretty good, cool, realistic portrayal. Like, Stew is basically a kid. You know, like he's, oh, he, yeah. like, especially in like the first episode, you learn like that a lot. Like he's, he's a, a toy creator. Like he is basically stuck as a child. Like he just literally invents toys and creates them in his basement and stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got feuds with his brother and everything like that. And even in the first episode, they have this thing where they're doing like a puppet show um, with he oh, and his, right. his brother Drew. Um, Angelica's dad and they're like and they end up like arguing and then they basically are having like a therapy session between the two of them like apologizing to each other for stuff <laughs> they did as kids to yeah. each other um, Dee Dee Pickles um, who is uh, uh, Tommy's mom um, she's a part time school teacher she's married to Stu um, and she is very much um, she's very much like trying so hard to do everything by the book and, like, you see that a lot. Like, they have this um, – there's this book series called Lipschitz, which is a really buckwild name because Lipschitz, yep. in reality, if you break that down, is amazing to think about the shit that comes out of lips. <laughs> so, anyways. That's funny. So, um, I thought I somehow had not made that connection. Yeah, it's, I hadn't either until I literally said it with my own mouth. Um so your, you'll shit it with your own lips. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she's just trying really hard. They're like, you know, they're doing their best with the kids and everything like that. Um, she's definitely a lot more responsible than Stu, which is a pretty common portrayal in uh, TV shows. All right. And let's see. Um, Lou Pickles, um, who is. Oh, yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. I forgot about Grandpa, and I am so ashamed of myself because Grandpa fucking rules. Like, that was, like, just, like, I only watched, like, maybe, like, five episodes of this or whatever. And, like, the one thing I came out of here thinking is, like, he's fucking great. Like, he always has the 15 miles. Like, it's, like, oh, yeah. you know, he, he he uses the number 15, like, a lot um, because he started out, like, doing the, like, having to walk, walk there, walk 15 miles in the snow up a hill or whatever. Um, let's see. So as we mentioned, Drew Pickles, that's the, um, father of Angelica, Charlotte Pickles, who is also like, basically like, I think when Charlotte's around, that's the only time that Angelica ever like seems to be actually like humbled by anything like, or like brought to not being like her bitch self because like Charlotte is like the only person that really intimidates Angelica. Um, like she tries so much to like get her mom's her parents approval approval and everything like that um mm -hmm. and so there are certain times that you're kind of like you you actually like feel some humanity towards angelica um when he's around when she's around her um, she was so type a mm, i never oh, yeah. liked i never liked her at all charlotte was also what did drew do what was he do you remember uh, he was like a stock stockbroker, an investment an investment banker a well-paid investment banker um, let's see. So Phil and Lil's mom, um, Betty DeVille, um, who was, she was the one who was like a bigger one who was like a little bit more, um, I don't like using this term, but a little more butch. Like that's the best way I can describe her. She's like more like one of the guys type of thing. Um, she had like even more so than her husband. I yeah, love that. Her husband, her husband was very mild mannered and it was like a really perfect dynamic of Betty is like, she literally just wears a sweater. <laughs> 
every time that has the female symbol on it. Like, you know, oh, like, was that what it was? Yeah, oh, I don't remember yeah. that. It's so uh, I think they're trying to be like, oh, she's a very athletic feminist or whatever. And then Howard, who is uh, uh, her her husband, who's very meek and uh, mild, probably have some weird BDSM stuff going on. But we won't. talk. Oh, about hell yeah. That. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, will we not? It's 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 ep- season two, episode one, Andy. Why season not two, episode there? one. Let's let's go into some fan fiction on Betty. <laughs> Betty and Howard's BDSM. Oh, the sad part is you know it's out there on the internet. Everything's on the internet. Yep. Oh, good lord. Uh, let's see. Ch- and, and, uh, sorry, Chaz. Chaz Finster. Mm-hmm. Chucky's dad. Um, again, very much a. Uh, you understand why Chucky is the way he is when you meet his dad. He's a very big nerd and he's very cautious and nervous about everything. And I did mention this on a previous episode, and we weren't sure at that time. But it is confirmed Chucky's wife did die um, Oof. at some point, um, which is rough. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you feel a lot for him and you feel a lot for Chucky. Um, let's see. Other characters. And that's that. And Chucky's mom died. Chucky's Sorry, dude. Chucky's mom died. Um, so other <laughs> characters came in later that were kind of important. Um, so Susie, she came out right, actually, I think, in season two. Um, Susie is, um, basically, I think it was the first character, Susie Carmichael, uh, they're like the neighbors down the street, um, I think it was kind of like, they're like, hey, we need to bring, you know, some, show a little more diversity and everything like that, so it was kind of, it was a black family, and she was, uh, a younger kid, I think it was like around Angelica's age, um, mm-hmm. she's a really fun character as well, um, and she was super cool in the, in the thing, but she was a lot more, um, she was a lot more cool with the kids than Angelica was, obviously, because she wasn't a spoiled piece of shit, um, yeah. And other characters that came along later, Dill Pickles, obviously a real big one, but that wasn't until the movie, which was like in 1998. And then he oh, was. Oh, that's right, the baby. Yeah, yeah. Super weird head shape, uh, Dill Pickles, even weirder than Tommy. Um, so Tommy's little brother that would come around, despite the fact that Tommy does not age um, ever. Ever. <laughs> and Dill does. Um, and then uh, and then Kimmy, who I believe was um, Chucky's dad, ends up getting like married to um to someone and kimmy is i think the uh uh the child of the wife that he marries um so yeah so he gets a sister basically and apparently she's super rad but again i didn't watch nearly as much in the later seasons but um yeah i don't know i mean here's the thing is like i said like this ep- this show like it was just a solid show they always had really clever ideas and like most of the episodes were the format of like two like 12 minute or whatever um minisodes you know it wasn't like one full episode like the first episode the tommy's first birthday that one was one full episode and i think they kind of later on got the gist of like hey like rather than having to write a really in-depth thing to make a 22 minute episode let's just make two 12 minute shorts basically for each episode um so you know so i watched some of those like like touchdown tommy which was one where basically like the guys wanted to watch the big game, um, aka the Super Bowl um, or the Ultra Bowl or whatever it was called, and uh, they, like, mom didn't trust them, so she got them to, uh, you know, they ended up putting helmets on Tommy and all the kids. And in that thing, like, while the game was playing in the background, like, the kids are, I guess, uh, Grandpa gave chocolate milk to to Tommy. And Angelica wanted it real fucking bad. She's like, I want fucking chocolate milk. Give me that shit. Oh, I forgot about that episode. Um, and so it ends up being like while they're watching the game, there's the the commentary of the game. And it ends up describing exactly what the babies are doing as they're throwing around this bottle. Um, anyway, so that was just like an example of like, you know, it's it's stuff that's like small, small potatoes. But, um, but there were fun episodes. They were clever. And they had some, 
you know, I did notice like even when I was watching the first episode, it was kind of funny. Like, you know, some of the stuff that I'm like, oh, I probably missed that as a kid. Like I didn't get that reference. Like a lot of things that were referential for like some of the adult conversations and things like that. Um, yeah. There was like the court case episode where somebody broke Tommy's lamp and Angelica was like, we got to have a fucking trial over this shit. Um, and ended up that like they ended up finding out that Angelica, even though she was the one who said they should have a trial, was actually the one who broke the lamp. Angelica yells and confesses in front of them and is like, you stupid fucking kids. I broke your fucking lamp. There's nothing you can do about it. But she's like, oh, wait, I speak English that par- that adults can understand, which is always the wild thing is that she can talk to both the parents and the children. But like, which is wild to think, because then she could just translate for the kids, like because the kids are talking and they're they, the kids, the parents can't understand what they're saying because they're one and two. You know, they can't talk. Right. Angelica can talk to both the parents and the kids and can talk in the exact same way and both of them understand her which is like i know that we don't uh, get into too many like problematic like uh, are you sure we you didn't think too much on that like did you, like i don't think they were terribly worried about explaining away how that works you know exactly but um i did just find that funny that basically like she was telling the kids like you stupid fucks like i broke the lamp and then the parents were like haha you forgot you spoke english um you're busted um, yep. so I don't know, like I, I really love this show. It was one of those things that like, like I said, if I'm looking at Nicktoons, it's never gonna, I'm never gonna pull it up and say it's my favorite because it's just one of those things that I've seen it so much that I'm, it's like worn out on me because it just was on forever. Um, this show yeah. is one of the, it is tied for the eighth longest running cartoon. Really? Um, tied with King of the Hill. Uh, oh, it ran, Hill. it ran from 1991 to 2004 that long oh, but you yeah. know what they did make like several movies yeah. and stuff they too, did make movies and i i think i saw so and actually in uh they they halted making episodes in 1993 after 65 episodes because that was like how Nick, nickelodeon usually worked they halted making them in 1993 um but then within that time they decided okay well let's um you know with the last episode airing on 90 in 94 but then during the interim they released two episodes that were like big or longer episodes which were a rugrats passover and a rugrats hanukkah um, two Jewish themed episodes that really apparently received such critical acclaim. They're like, fuck it, let's bring it back. So they brought back um, the, you know, between that and reruns of old episodes, they brought it back and then ended up having um, the rest of the show that continued from there, the movies, etc. So um, anyways, I think that's it for Rugrats. So, Andy, the one thing I don't think that we talked about that I actually really wanted to talk about was the fact that the fucking artwork on Rugrats was hideous. What? Hideous. You mean the actual, like, the actual, like, uh, like the characters and everything like that? Like, the, all of the stuff? Oh, yeah. I thought they were hideous. Oh, <laughs> as opposed like, to Doug, the... which was a fucking masterpiece. Doug was, like, like walking fucking Monet paintings. That How is, dare you, sir? That is fucking horse shit. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. Let's just, yeah, both... Early 90s, none of them were pretty. Rocco's Modern Life was ugly. Ren and Stimpy was certainly very ugly. Um, but but Rugrats was, like, offensive to the soul to look it's, at sometimes. It's funny to me because, like, we consider these things to be such important, huge shows. But, like, at the time, like, reading back on, like, like budgets of, like, Nickelodeon shows, like, they weren't mm. getting paid a lot. You know, like, this, the, like, Nickelodeon wasn't a huge channel at this time. Like, it was, like, it was kind of big. But, I mean, like... 
no adults watch this. Like, they're the ones with the money and shit. So, like, it was kind of only, like, later on that they started picking up money, you know, when they started getting into, like, Spongebob and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, well, maybe that was it. They just did. I, I think the 90s were just an ugly time in general. But we're going to we're gonna not slam Rugrats no, 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 anymore. So you've, been, I, uh, you've been flipping a lot of shade, shade burgers <laughs> at the 90s this episode. Shade, I've been flipping shade burgers. <laughs> I'm, I want to steal that forever. Good. 90s court. Flipping the shade flipping burgers. Flipping shade burgers. All right. All right, you guys. I, you're not, you, you are the most not ready for this. Are you asleep yet? You shouldn't be asleep because it's fucking dug time, baby. We don't have video this time, so she doesn't see that I'm like literally <laughs> dancing right now. There's your breakout unless we don't have to we'll get it we'll get arrested. We don't, we don't want to get arrested. Like Listen. Doug Doug himself shows up at your door with a fucking summons to court. That would be terrifying if <laughs> his little frizzy headed ass showed up here. Um Listen. Doug was a great show, but it was also like the weird, awkward cousin of every great show that Nick had. Um it was just yes. like it's like the mild mannered, it was like the Chucky fin like Chucky Finster of of the Nick shows, and in some ways, uh, Doug originally aired 90, 1991 to nineteen ninety four on Nickelodeon. And if you remember the show at all, probably one of the things you remember the most are the whippy zippy awushi sounds, as you heard in the honk honk, like just a lot of weird sounds to it. And and yes, thank you. And I have a lot to talk about of that in uh in that regard in a few minutes but the whole show is about our walking nose of a protagonist named douglas yancey funny funny who yeah who just moved to bluffington with his family whose mom's name is theta dad is phil and sister judith i'm gonna need you to back up two seconds his mom's mm, name was theta theta deal with that like a fucking greek symbol hell yeah okay moving on t-h-t-h-e T-H-E-D-A. Oh. They, oh, so anyway. And then, of course, they had their fucking rad dog pork chop. He was great. Little purple thing. Um, we learn a lot about Doug from his, like, religious journaling about the woes of being an 11-year-old. Apparently, at some point, he turned 12, and that was really all there was <laughs> to that. <clears throat> he's super cool in that he's an 11-year-old that plays the banjo and has the nose the size of an adult butt cheek. Well, just giant. Listen, giant ass nose. What's up? Nothing. I'm just, just, just. Let's mm. not judge. All right. I mean, if I know That's people with large noses, it's his journey. But like his journey, his journey sucks. Led by the nose. His journey <laughs> fucking sucked. Um. So he moves to Bluffington, and what's harder than being an 11 year old? What's that? Middle school, moving to a new town. Yeah, probably like and, fifth, sixth grade. <clears throat> Yep, and then meeting new people, starting completely over. That fucking sucks. So um, he, is, once he moves to Bluffington, meets these new people, uh, you get, and all these characters are extremely near and dear to us, right? You get Mosquito Skeeter Valentine, who is, yeah, who is a honking skateboarding blue boy. Very cool. Uh, Patricia Patty Mayonnaise, mm. Doug's dream girl, who is both athletic and a little competitive. Baby like, girl. like, uh huh. Dong, 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 dong. There she, there she goes. Uh, Roger Klotz, a leather jacket wearing, brain surgery haircut having bully <laughs> with, a, with a piece of shit cat and a single oh, mom Jesus who Christ. lives in a. Tr- they live in a trailer park. I read somewhere online that she, his mom, was also 
a prostitute. Um, no, mm, well, maybe, maybe side side B. But she was a monster truck driver or something like Ooh. that. What the fuck? I don't remember that at all. If that is uh, something anyway. that somebody made made up outside of the canon of the show, that would be amazing. They're like, we just decided afterwards. Like we're like, no, she was probably a truck driver. Don't worry about it. She's a yeah yeah. She's the coolest. BB Bluff. The daughter of Bill Bluff, uh, who is the richest man in town, and oh. she's also the heiress to the Bluff fortune. Hell yeah. And of course, Mr. Dink, Doug's like quasi-technologically Very savvy. Very expensive. Hello, Doug Would like to buy it. Very good, Andy. Jeez. That was not that great, um, actually. <coughs> it was pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, I learned something that Mr. Dink is a... Uh, Dink stands for double income, no kids. What? Yes. Mind blown. Fuck Dink me. acronym for double income, no kids. Are which you... is why they were so like affluent in their own weird like, yeah, way. Yeah, they just had like a really futuristic house and just owned all of this insane shit. And yeah, just a couple boomers with iPhones in 1992. Yeah. They were like, in a loveless marriage. In a loveless marriage. She hated his guts. Yeah. And he was like, very expensive. And she was like, I hate My him. My husband's I such can't. a dumb piece of shit, but I love she, the money. But she, she would always, like, under her breath, be like, I wish you'd invent a way to just kill yourself. Or, you know, like, she was the. You, <laughs> you know, know one, one of those common cutaways. Yeah. <laughs> which she, yeah. As she's, like, walking back into the house, she's like, oh, here, go fuck yourself. Like, it is the best. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Essentially, just just like the, there were a lot of um, similarities, in my opinion, to my show notes to like boys, boy meets world to this one where it's like you're just watching him, you know, try to survive as a you know a young kid, but also like fall in love with Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As he's growing up in Bluffington, of course, his arch nemesis is Roger Klotz, but with the help of Skeeter and Porkchop, yeah, he survives everything. And one of the key points to Doug that was really endearing was that he did a lot of daydreaming. Yes. And he would often use these daydreams and like doodles that he would do as a result as well to kind of cope with problems and figure them out. He had and then he frequent psychotic breaks from reality. Mm. Yes. I'm pretty sure he might have like schizophrenic disorder. Because he, was... he also had an alter ego name. Quailman. Quail oh, no, I'm sorry. Wanana. No. Quailman. Well, that's that's not J- Quailman. That's Jack Bandit. Jack Bandit. Wanana. Jack Bandit. Jack Thank ben- you for clarifying. Which is not nearly as big of a known character because, unfortunately, it's not something that people can wear as a Halloween costume every goddamn year like Quailman. Like, Wanana. Like, that is what keeps him alive, Doug Alive, is the fact that everybody wears a fucking Quailman outfit mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. That's true. It is. It is because everyone's like, I'm gonna find some tidy whities I'm going to put them on over my old navy cargo shorts. I am going to wear a belt. A belt on my head. On my head. I am Quail Man. Very easy. You can probably knock that out in about two fifty mm-hmm. at Goodwill. Hell so man. anyway, um, we also can't go very far without talking about the Beats, which was a huge yes. band for this show. Oh, yeah, the Beats were a very obvious knockoff of the Beatles, yes. right? Um, in fact, in the show notes, they talk about, you know, the, the correlation between the Beatles and whatnot. Um, and go, oh, you, killer tofu. Yes, Killer Tofu oh, was a huge song it, by them. Yeah. Killer Which still, tofu. To this day, I still sing that one to myself. Um, and another interesting thing about Doug, the show, was the music that they used. Now, apparently they used a voice actor named Fred Newman who made a lot of (laughs) quote-unquote mouth sounds that were used in the show. And I'm going to have you stop. Everyone stop right now. Stop what you're doing. Okay. 
put stuff down, open up a Chrome tab, open up Safari on your phone, whatever hellscape that you live in, open up a tab and go to YouTube and search, quote unquote, meet the voice behind the Doug theme. And you will see the the man who did the voice for um, the theme song and a lot of the like the background sounds, but he also voiced Skeeter and Porkchop and basically a lot of the characters in the show. And he is amazing. He is obviously an extremely talented person, but zero out of 10 do not want to get stuck in an elevator with that asshole. Like I don't want to. Yeah. Do not want to. He, he seems like he just like, like he's very talented. Don't. Yeah. So I was looking up the yeah. thing. I'll pu- I'll turn it off. Sorry. Yeah. No. But but like you can hear it. You can hear it. It's just like he's got this like magnetism about it. He's super excited. Very mm-hmm. amped up. Do not want to spend any time in the same room with that man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, he's one of those those type of personalities where like if it's like in a big group of people, you're like I'm. You're, it's cool that you're here. But like yeah. you, if you got <laughs> in like one on one conversation, like neither of you would have anything to say. Like no. Nope. N- like well, he would, would be- have lots to say. You would be stuck. Uh, maybe. Yep. <laughs> so, so back to the show. There's so many great moments from Doug. Um, most are originate from, as we talked about, his overactive imagination, mm-hmm. where he's imagining these like insane, absurd scenarios. So he's just got like crazy anxiety, essentially, for an 11 year old, and he's working themselves out in his daydreams and these cutaways. So like there was a time in an episode where he went to go stay with his grandma, and when he came home, he was fat. And he imagined that he oh he got invited to a, a birthday party for BB Bluff, and he was, and he was. I already know about, what you're gonna say. Yeah, he was concerned about jumping in the pool and like he takes the shirt off. He takes his shirt off. He explodes into himself and then <laughs> dives into the pool and knocks everyone All out. All the water and, out. And Patty Patty Mayonnaise is like laying on a cabana, being like, "You just you ruined everything. You You're fat just a big piece fat of loser." Shit. He. When, when in reality, he maybe gained like seven pounds with his grandma. No big deal. But it's just like, you poor thing. It's the, it's the, it's the gif that I have shared before that is so good of, of Doug taking his shirt off and just expanding like so huge the second he takes it off. It's so like a, good. Like a can of biscuits. <laughs> yes, it's just like a can of biscuits. Yep, that's exactly. Or like, what about, what about the time when Doug had his crappy old shoes that that came to life and started crying and moaning and being sad because they were like, you don't love us. I thought we loved you, blah, blah, blah. And this was the episode that he wanted the, uh, those, I wrote it down. What was it? The Sky Davis Air Jets. Yeah, and he bought like t- size one size 20, 24 shoe or something like that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So he was, um, yeah, he had an overactive imagination and things like that. I wrote about a couple of other moments, but those were the best ones. But like essentially... The the episode that I always remember the most was the episode where Judy was trying to get her license. Do you remember that one? I probably do. So Doug was banking on it because he was trying to go to some kind of event with like Patty and BB and it was going to be like a bit of a double date kind of thing. Anything with Patty meant like he about to get under that shirt, get them t-shirt, them sweater. This is like there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of undershirt boob grabs that were shown off camera. Yeah. Yeah. They were implied. 
Implied undershirt boob grabs. <laughs> That's true. The Doug story. Um, but she couldn't parallel park. So if you remember, he took her to like um, there was like a dino racing game at the mall, and she would you know she was embarrassed to even be practicing that there. So she like got into a full disguise and. Um, and she just could not parallel park. And it was just that, that that's mm-hmm. me that I think that episode alone gave me a lot of anxiety about my license drive. test. Yep. Yeah. So overall, Doug was kind of like a medium whelming show. Um, like <laughs> it was just, I'm not whelmed. Just, I'm not underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I'm just properly whelmed. I am whelmed, which is to say purgatory purgatory um the show the, like i'm not shitting on my show it just wasn't that like like going back to it, it was like it's it's as if nothing is on in yeah. many ways it's like there's not a whole lot going on there's this some is, cute moments this is some good static background noise exactly it's like white noise but animated animated white noise well i think i think that's <laughs> i think show. rugrats was very akin to that like i didn't i mean like i i felt like you had to pay attention a little more in doug for the story like whereas rugrats mm-hmm. is just kind of like eh, fuck it who cares yeah. Yeah, some kids don't doing worry. some dumb shit. Rugrats, don't worry. When you look back at the show, everyone's still gonna be fucking hideous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. um, but Doug was just like it was just a lot of noises, and it was it was cute. It's endearing. It's good to go back if you have Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, you can watch it there. That's where I've been watching it with my kids, and I, th- I think th- I think I mentioned this before that they were like, "Can you turn it off?" No, or was that the show that they? No, no, no. They want to be turned off. Carmen San Diego. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> they were like, please don't turn that back on. It's <laughs> like, ouch. Um, so if you recall, it ran until <clears throat> 1994, and then Disney picked it up called uh, Disney's Doug. Du- and then in 90s, 90- Douglas Funi. Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was originally in 96 they picked it up, and it was called Brand Spanking New Doug, and then they just renamed it Disney's Doug in 98. And there was a movie about it. I I would have been the right age, I think, to have seen it then, but I don't remember seeing Doug's first movie. Did you? I don't remember that either. No, I don't remember that either. So just real quick, a couple of sweet little notes from from like trivia. Looking at the show, I already mentioned the Mr. Dink thing, which is super interesting mm-hmm. to me. I think the coolest nugget there was for the show. Uh, the city of Buffington is loosely based off of Richmond, Virginia, which is where the creator Weird. of the show. Yeah, which is where the creator of the show, Jim Jenkins, was born and raised. I think there was something like the the mall was called the um, the Four Leaf Clover, and I think there's like a Cloverfield Mall in Richmond. I don't know something like that. Um, you'll like this one. Both of mm. Billy West's characters in Doug, Doug himself, and Philip J. Fry of Futurama write comic strips of themselves while daydreaming, and both characters wear their underwear Dude, over their pants in the comics. I literally was going to say earlier, and then I let it slide because you were still talking, was that mm-hmm. that Doug really seemed like the younger version of Philip J. Fry. Like they are so similar in their. Like, they're kind of the normal guy, but they're super weird and awkward. They're, like, pretty awkward and everything like that. And everybody else around Mm -hmm. them is just fucking crazy. And they're just kind of the straight man just taking in this insanity around them all the time. Yep. So there it is. There's their connection. And And then the the last... Bender and Porkchop are the same person, too. Bender... I would. I could actually see that. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that. Porkchop was going fucking bananas yep. in most episodes, while everyone else was like making A's and B's. Porkchop was doing like lines of coke off the toilet Jesus in the background. Christ. I feel like Epis- age. I feel like th- the ages line up well too, because of like yeah. how old Doug was to like in 1999. Whenever Philip, whenever Jay, whenever Fry came around, it was probably about the right age. So, 
Yeah. And so, and then from. the final final note, if you remember, the banging on a trash can. That So that if was from I when remember. they... If you remember, if you remember, Andy. If I I'll remember you you the rem- song that I sang for you earlier, which it's I will true. sing right now. Go for it. Banging on a trash can, drumming on a street light, strumming on my banjo, fucking Patty all night. Ouch. <laughs> One little voice Oof. is calling me, calling me, calling all right. Oh my. That is that is not a that is not a personal uh, Andy original. That is the original song, and somebody at some point said that, and now mm. I don't even know what the real words are anymore because that has stuck with me for so long. We won't Google it. We just won't Google we it. We won't at this Google point. it. That's just what it is now. No, I mean not a professional um, person like a friend of mine or something like that did that as a joke. No, I once. know. Yeah. But I I don't want to know the original. Oh, the actual. From the, yeah. I don't want to know the. Uh, Those are the real words now. now. Yep. Those are, so apparently, if that was the Garage Band that they made, that was the that was their thing. They made mm-hmm. the Garage Band. He and Skeeter. Mm-hmm. So if you remember when they had their gig for the birthday party, they wore the oversized suits. Yeah. That was just paying homage, pretty obviously, big, to David Byrne. Think big. Big. Uh-huh. Think big. Big. Think big. That's big. right. Think big. Because like oh everybody, gosh, Andy. like they all got too big through their britches and everybody's like, this isn't even fun anymore. This is stupid. There's way too many instruments involved. You know, it just got way too oh, big that's right. and nobody wanted Man. to do it anymore. Anyway. Strumming the banjo mm-hmm. of my brain over here. All I want to do is play my banjo and fuck Patty. Like that's it. Like you guys keep bringing all the other stuff into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 12. I've got the hormones. <laughs> I need to be with Patty Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Oh jeez! Okay. Look, listen. We need to wrap this up, or yes. we're gonna get um, thrown we, in jail. Like there is like they're like listen. The the explicit tag allows you to say a few fucks. You guys have just been talking about children boning this entire episode. This is this is some like Dateline NBC Chris Hansen <laughs> shit. Like we need to Andy, sign off. Andy, why don't you sit down? We're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> sit down. Chris Hansen. Do you know, did you know she was twelve? Who? She said she was twelve. She said, no, I'm just <laughs> "Oh yeah." She she said she's twelve. All right, listen, we're gonna stop. Let me do um, the. Let me close this out. Sure, go for okay. it. Okay. So you might be asking yourself, "Where do I find you guys? Where do I, I want find more you? Of this shit. I want more." Well, good news. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Nineties Court. Twitter. Uh, we try to have a little bit more, although I've been lacking a little bit. But um, we have all our news stuff. We post some some dumb stuff on there occasionally. That's at Nineties Court. Instagram at 90s.court. Uh, of course, as we mentioned before, Patreon. Check us out there, patreon.com slash 90scourt. You'll learn a little bit more about how to become a patron. And of course, as always, please rate, subscribe, and review, especially um, if you really could hop on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't listen to us there. Leave us a nice five-star rating and review. Uh, we love he- reading the reviews when you guys leave those, and we love that because it helps us get recognized. And also Stitcher. Um, if you hop on on a laptop, you can just log on to Stitcher, search us by 90s Court, and you can leave us a review there too um, or wherever you podcast. Thank you guys all so much, and please subscribe so you can catch all the new episodes as they come out as we and continue. And listen to the old ones too. Shit, listen they were good. Listen to the old ones. Like Even if you're looking at it thinking like, I don't really remember as much about this, like... Dude, like we're like, there's a lot more to the episodes than just the court case, and plus, like, it's us. We're great. We're hilarious. Um, but seriously, listen to the Pokemon episode. <laughs> listen to the Pokemon. Listen episode. to the Pokemon episode if you haven't yet. Um, anyways, so uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. I'm so glad to be back. We are so glad to yeah. be back with you guys. Um, Lisa, do you have any parting remarks before we depart? 
forgive all the coughing. I will do everything I can to edit them out, but I am still recovering, as you probably will hear me. Yes. In the Just background, know, however so. many coughs you heard here during the episode, there were at least 57 more of them. <laughs> That's but true. you didn't hear. So. so, yeah, uh, forgive me for being sick, but I am on the up and up. So we will catch you next week with a really good episode Hell yeah. as well. Hell yeah. Stay Season two off to a, a stanky start. So. Stank. See you around. See you around. We'll catch you next week. Stay rad. Bye, dudes. Bye.